But ultimately, they wanted to achieve something, right? They wanted to have a goal. Yeah, of course. No, I mean, that's a great point. And I love how you articulated that in the last podcast because that that episode about your son, that got me thinking in a in way more of a way than I shared, I think, during that. Because so? I, well, just I hadn't, I hadn't really self-assessed as much as I could have before we did the podcast, right? And so I didn't really know where, where, to, where to share. But because of the new year, I went through, and I don't know what the process is of the listeners and viewers, but I, I know for me, I really take it as a sacred moment for me to say, what was the year like? What were the wins? What, was, what did I fail at? And what were the challenges that I overcame? And what are the challenges that I didn't succeed? And so I, I actually wrote, I think, about 20 pages in my journal the last two days of the year and, um, and finished the journal. So it's, you know, it's like I buy these books of 190 pages and I crank through them each year. But to write down what I didn't do through the year and then what I did do so that I'm not just bashing myself too much. But years ago, and this, I wish I could have shared this in the other one, but this applies perfectly to now. Years ago, I made a promise to my family. I said, guys, when the kids turn 10, they get to go on a trip with dad. That's the big thing. You go on a trip with dad. And every year after that, you go on a one-on-one trip with dad. We have four kids. Yeah. And then I would always take my wife on a, a probably about a quarterly trip. So then 2020 hit. I lose all my work. No more travel. Now we're just hunkering down. 2021 came and we had a very difficult financial situation. Now I'm just scraping to get back. And I remember the kids saying, Dad, what's our trip this year? And I was like, we, we're working up to getting there. You we got know? some VR goggles. <laughs> <laughs> I we're we're going to go see Avatar <laughs> we're gonna, in 3D. That's our trip. Oh, man. And I was like, yeah, we're going to do it. And I was able to take the kids as a group to local destinations, nothing on an airplane, because yeah. it was just too expensive at that time. And Lava Hot Springs. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> Logan, St. George, which is great. But like they were used to Miami, New York, yeah. L.A., you know. And so now they're sitting there going, Dad, what about that thing you promised us? And I'm like, yeah, we're working back up to it. David, 2022 came around and I, I said to myself in my journal, I found it. It said taking the kids on trips this year, you know, and, and I, I wrote out that I had to do that. David, I didn't do it. I completely dropped the ball. And as I was reading back and looking through all the pictures, because I, I went through my, all my photos for the year, I was like, did I really not take any of them on one dad and daughter trip or one dad and son trip? I didn't take any of them. And David, worse than that, I didn't even take my wife on a trip. Like, that's the worst thing I can imagine mean breaking to them because they look forward to it. They yeah. want to be with me, right? So now I'm, I'm sitting there just in this shame spiral, right, as I'm writing. And then I thought about our podcast, and I was like, okay, well, that was a promise that was broken, and that really stinks. I can't get it back. But what can I do? Well, I pulled each kid aside, and I said, hey, where do you want to go this year? You know, what would be your top three destinations in the U.S.? It has to be reasonable. Yeah. I sat down. And not in four seasons. <laughs> yeah. we're, just, we're just getting there. Yeah. We're just getting there. We're, we're working. Dad's our way not balling like that quite yet. We're working yeah. our way back from yeah. like 
a total landslide of my business for yeah. two years. It was crazy. Things are coming back. I'm very grateful for that. And for anybody that's listening or viewing is sitting there like, oh, I can't, I can't do that kind of a commitment. Well, maybe it's, a, maybe it's some time with the kid, right? Yeah. Maybe it's just going out and throwing the football. A hobby. The yeah, hobby, yeah. whatever. Building the Lego set together. Yeah. That, that for me was like the trip was a big deal to them. And so when I sat down and talked to each of them, they were like, oh, we're doing that again? Oh, okay. Like they were, they were blown away because I think they thought that I just blew it off. Yeah. When in reality, I just forgot because I was so busy. And Nietzsche said that most promises are broken because you forget that you made them. And I believe that. And I think right. a lot of us are like, I didn't re realize I made a promise to someone. And so if we can just self-assess at the end of a day or at the end of a week, maybe it's your Sunday night. Maybe it's your once a month. For me, it was like the new year. <laughs> I went, yeah. Oh, the self-assess of the year. I broke some promises. What are the new promises I can make? And I talked to them individually. And I said, this is what we're going to do. This is the plan. Now we're accountable to each other. Not just yeah. some goal that I set yeah. in my journal. It's a promise I made to them. We're going to make this happen. Because you could have kept it to yourself, setting up an exit strategy in case <laughs> yeah. September comes along, like, oh, got all this extra money, but maybe I'll just kind of save it for a rainy day. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Under yeah. promise, over deliver. Yeah. This is what a lot of people argue against this philosophy that I teach. And they're like, I'm just going to under promise, over deliver. And I say, man, you know, that's not really, that's not what this is about. It's about it's about well, living up to something a little bit higher. And and I, I don't think the expectation too is to be perfect in following through with your promises because when I'm working with the parents, I'm always like the best way you can model for your kids to give the behavior that the best way you can model for your kids so that they can do the behaviors that you want them to do is for you to constantly be setting yourself up for a higher expectation. Then if you fall short of that, then you have to acknowledge it. You have to say, hey, my bad. I'm sorry. Here's all the reasons why I made my mistakes. And here's what I'm going to do to make it better. Otherwise, you're focused on simply all the things that your kids were supposed to do, you wanted them to do. And then you're trying to hold their feet to the fire. At a certain age, you can't teach them by directly talking to them. You have to be doing it yourself. And so by, said, by telling them, hey, here's the promise, whether trips or whatever it is, and then every month saying, hey, listen, I know I haven't done that yet, but I haven't forgotten about it. Right. I know I haven't done that yet, but I haven't forgotten about it. And here's what I'm going to do next. A lot of kids that I talk to and even kids in my classroom, they suck at being able to admit when they made a mistake, ask for forgiveness, and then give you a plan what they're going to do to change it. And I tell them, I said, little kids, they want to just look cute, bat, bat their eyes, be like, will you forgive me? And then before you finish saying yes, then they're off to asking you for money, go hang out with their friends. I'm like, I tell my kids all the time, like, okay, my, my students, okay, you missed about five steps here. <laughs> not only just say, will you forgive me for not doing my homework? Now can I have an A? Or, you know, yeah. like, well, there's a lot of stuff you missed in there. And so what better way is us as parents to be able to example, like be the model of, hey, listen, here's what I'm going to do. Oh, hey, listen, I didn't do it. Yeah. And because I didn't do it, so I'm going to make you a deal. Even though I didn't do this this month, I'm going to cut you some slack over here. I'm going to help you out with something over here, but I'm still going to fall through with this promise. Nice. Yeah, and you know, like you just said about those kids in class and the excuses and the way that they do things, it's a learned behavior, I think, from home. 
I mean, we do it the worst as parents and, and that's a hard thing to face. And you you know, you've helped me and our family and we're grateful for it where it's not just about trips and things like you say, but it's those little things that, like I say, guys, you can't have your phones in your bedroom at night. Everybody needs to plug it in. And then I'm sitting there going, looking at my phone all night. Yeah. Right? You're like, hey, get your you phone get, out of your, your room. You hypocritical back children. To, yeah. Back to looking at your phone. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm texting, texting them, them, hey, why do you have your phone right now? <laughs> <laughs> right. And so I, I remember saying to my wife one night, I was like, we're telling them to plug in their phones and we have ours right by our bed. Not only is it bad for, you know, radiation and all these things that they say, right? And the light in your eyes and you can't sleep. Well, oh, the but blue light's horrible. The blue light yeah, that kill horrible. you. And it's so, I, although, do you like our, we, we have a blue light. Yeah, here. we got the good blue light. Yeah, we have the good blue light behind us. But when I plugged my, I got up, I walked over, plugged my phone in next to my son. And he was like, you're plugging your phone? And I go, yeah, I told you you need to, and I, I need to as well. I'm, I'm embarrassed that I haven't been doing it and telling you, yet, you know, that you should. And he's like, he goes, I think he said, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's a. Acceptance. It's a mic drop. It's a, it's mic, a drop. mic drop. One of the episodes we did a long time ago, and, and Brandon, I remember he liked this episode, and we should probably redo it again. Was the less you blow up, the more you follow up, as a parent. So if we get frustrated with our kids for them not following through with their promises to take out the trash for their promises that they were supposed to do with us, the more we blow up on them and freak out on them and get upset with them, then our emotions calm down. We realize it was petty. We spent a lot of energy on something that really should have just been a calm, hey, don't forget to do this. Hey, remember you said you're going to do that. But once we increase our intensity at a really high level, we come down from that, then we're less likely to follow through with parenting them and talking to them about what they have going on. Now we feel bad. A lot of parents will tell me they give their kids get-out-of-jail-free cards because they feel so bad for flipping out on them the day before or two hours before. It's like they yell at their kid, and then afterwards the kid's like, hey, can I go hang out with my friend? The parent's like, you know, I just love you, and I'm sorry I yelled at you. Yeah, you can go hang out with little Johnny. <laughs> Nobody learned anything except moms or dad, when they flip out on me, they feel guilty later. And I can manipulate that guilt to get what I want. But that's not a negotiation. That's not teaching adult living skills. And so that's why just following through with promises or telling them that you didn't follow through with promises, you're teaching them how to negotiate and how to work with someone instead of just trying to get better at hiding or ignoring that you didn't do something, just owning it, saying, here's what it is. Here's what I need to continue working on. That's why I think it's, it's so important to make the promises not always just because we're going to be perfect following them because there's lots of life lessons to teach on holding ourselves accountable when we don't follow them. I think following them is great, but if we don't follow them, that's a teaching opportunity. Yeah, no, I mean, that's so well said and been there, done that, man, with the flip out and then the apology and, you know, as a dad where I'm like, oh, Here, you can borrow my expensive car that I would not normally let you drive, <laughs> except I feel guilty for yelling at you. Oh man, it's happened so much. Yeah. So, but I, uh, I hope that as the, the, those that are listening are thinking to themselves, okay, how do I distinguish between the goals and the promises? The, the question really is, is just what do you identify as some goals that you can work towards and hit on a daily or a monthly basis you choose? But what are some promises that are non-negotiables that every day you can stick? 
whether it's the promise to be like, I am going to get up every single morning, no matter how tired I am, because my family depends on that. I'm going to go to my job. Yeah. Every day. Well, and yeah, that's okay. a promise. Right? So, so real quick for, for we wrap this up, you'd said a couple of times and I wanted you to get more detail this because I think I know what you mean by this, but I want you to be more clear about it. You said promises are sacred. Yeah. What, 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 why, why the word sacred? What, why, why are you saying that they're sacred? I just like the concept of saying that a, that a promise is deep. A promise is overarching. And yet it's also something that's just a non-negotiable. And so when, when you think sacred, I, it's almost like it's a, it's a commitment between you and me that's not going to be broken. Huh. Right? Yeah. Okay, that, that makes sense because that, that's how I was. I was assuming that you meant it because like in evolutionary psychology and all the stuff that I've, I've always tried to follow because our ancestors knew some things before we got all these cool distractions, stuff like that. When they made a promise, it was a social contract. Right. And when you say, I promise that if someone invades our village, I am willing to put my life on the line to yeah. protect you. Yeah. And I promise that when I go out to hunt for food or pick berries, or whatever, I'm going to get as much as I can and come back and share it. And so then they promise, like, or when you bring it back, I promise that I'll let you rest while I cook it and prepare the foods and make the coats out of the animals, whatever, so that you can be warm and not die of freezing cold weather at night because you were out, you know, hunting for us. So those social contracts is how we work. And I think in today's world, I think it's safe to say that the value of promises has been diluted so much because in instant gratification, whether it be social media, whether it be um, things are so easy for us to get in the old days, we had to make certain promises to make sure that we could eat and, and obtain substance on a day to day basis. Now it's like it's on an app. Well, we don't realize that the person at the end of that app that created that app is making a promise that they're going to work every single day to make sure that the app works. And then the person at the very end of that's going to say, I'm going to take the app. I'm, I'm going to answer that on Uber Eats, whatever it is. I'm going to go there. I'm going to pick up the food. I'm not going to eat half of your food and restaple it back together. And I'm going to bring it to you when it's not frozen cold. So there's still all these contracts and promises being made, but because it happens almost effortlessly, I think it's easy for us, especially the younger generations, to forget that there's a lot of promises that are being made in that. So what you're saying is if we act like promises are a big deal, a.k.a. sacred, then we're modeling that for our kids. And when they see how we, how serious we take our promises, it's kind of like we just met, you know, we just both talked about the Avatar movie. A little spoiler alert. I'm not going to give away in the movie. <laughs> but there's a saying in the movie that says, solely stick together. Yeah. And that was, he said, say it again, say it again. So that was like the dad's way of saying, that's not a spoiler of anything about the no. movie, but that was like, they're saying like, I, we promise that we're going to stick together. And many times in the movies, you could tell they didn't want to always stick together, but they stuck together for better or worse. They kept that promise. So that's our way of falling through and modeling for the kids. So when you said sacred, that's what you meant. Like just that so, type of thing. Now, yeah, I mean, it, a lot of the times a promise is unspoken. It's assumed. That's true. It's imagine if, imagine if you don't do the thing that you always do. I call it your signature move. Yeah. Then everyone's going to be looking around like, why didn't dad wake up? Why didn't he go out and shovel and scrape the floors off? Yeah. Well, why didn't mom get up and make us breakfast? Uh, and, you know, if you were to stop doing your signature moves and then you're breaking the promise, that's when others will notice and 
That's why, in my opinion, a lot of the promises that we make are never spoken, and yet they are. Okay, procl- yeah. But yet they are proclamations we make to ourselves that we say, "I proclaim for me that I'm going to get up every day, no matter what time I go to bed, and I'm going to go, I'm going to go to my job, and I'm going to answer the phone and be happy for this job that I hate, but I'm doing it because I." have a sacred promise to provide. And when those promises are broken, I've seen it happen with my clients, but also seen a lot of my students confess it when they have a parent that didn't follow through with promises that they never made, but the kids assumed mm-hmm. that my parent would take time out of their life to, to be there for me. One student recently admitted that, um, that they had to, the student and their mom had to leave a state and move here because the dad was abusive. And even though the student didn't say my dad broke the promise to protect us and he was the one that hurt us, you could hear it in the student's voice. And so like, I like what you said. A lot of them are not actually said out loud. And for kids, whether it's those social promises, well, too, with their friends, some can hurt them mentally and emotionally, but some can hurt physically. The mental emotional ones, like, I thought my friend was my friend. So in that, I thought we made a promise that if someone was talking bad about us, behind her back that we would stand up for each other. But then they found out that their friend went along with the gossip and in extreme cases, which is the one that just kills me every time I hear or see of a video of a kid being filmed, being beat up in a fight and other kids are standing around there knowing for a fact, there's at least a handful of kids there that were so-called their friend. I, I couldn't imagine that in my day and age. No, like I could not imagine that you would stand there and watch your friend get beat up while people are, are filming it because you were scared. One guy jumping in there to defend his friend could fight off three or four other guys simply because they know, oh, he's not alone. Yeah. Or a gruel in that case, right? And so it could be mentally, emotionally, psychologically, even physically damaging. Those promises were never actually said, hey, if we get in an argument with each other, we're still friends. We're not going to talk bad about each other. Even if we're not happy with each other, if someone tries to fight my friend, we're going to jump in and help each other out. It's just assumed. And when I see when kids found out that their friends didn't fall through those promises, it breaks them. Yeah. And when their families don't fall through those promises, it breaks them on a whole nother level. Yeah. And so, I mean, you've said it profoundly and that those are some great examples. And so the, the question going forth for anybody that's sitting there thinking, what, what can my promise proclamations be? What, what is it that might be my goals versus my promises? You know, in the new year, a lot of people set this, goal of losing weight. And I just say, well, you can set a bunch of goals to like, I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm going to work out really hard. I'm going to eat perfectly and all these things. Right. But what if you just made an overarching promise to be as healthy as possible? (laughs) And then the goals are the particulars that help you get there. And so my promise for me, or the promise that you're going to do whatever it takes to live as long as you can yeah, and to enjoy the years, not just laying in bed living. That's right. I want to get younger every year. And then the goals are just the entry, just the details of the, the follow through of that. Okay. Particular. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, I like it's, that a lot. it's helpful. And it's, it's just this overarching way of saying, this is how I'm going to live. This is what I aspire to become because the, the way that we've lived our lives, we may have broken a whole lot of promises and, and missed a lot of goals along the way. Well, how can we start now and today? And that's the, that's the benefit of having a new day. That's a beautiful thing. 
No, what, I, what's your promise? I appreciate you, you elaborating on this because it started me get got me thinking about things I didn't think about or things that kind of already assumed, but I didn't really talk about out loud. And I thought about them when I read your book. I remember one thing when I was reading your book that I really thought about. I was like, no, there's so many things that I wouldn't do for myself, but I wouldn't what I wouldn't think for a second to do it for someone else. And so I started thinking about making those promises to other people, but then voicing those promises is a way to help me follow through with the things that I wanted to do anyways. And I like how you put that. You remember that part of the book? Yeah. Like, I like how you put that in the book. And I really, I really suggest all of our listeners and Brandon, our link tree on Instagram and stuff. Let's put a link to the promise of the one you guys. It's not a hard read. You don't have to be a Harvard scientist to, to read this book. It's very simple. Um, it's not a long book, so it, it kind of gets to the point with, with, you know, I think it definitely gets a point. It gives you like, three basic steps. You like the audible version, right? Yeah, I read, I, I, I read the audible. I listened to the audible version. <laughs> <laughs> I read like uh, the first chapter of, of the book, but for me, I've been so conditioned just like while I'm working out or on the treadmill. So yeah, the audible version went great. And of course you were the narrator yeah. of it, which I, 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 I always scratch my head when someone doesn't read their own book. I'm it's like, tragic. What are you doing? Tragic. Like, you can't possibly have some, some with a British accent reading your book when you're from Mississippi. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at least I don't prefer that. Maybe some other people do there. So, well, thanks Jason. I appreciate you taking the time to breaking that down for us. And like I said, to all of our listeners, check out the promise of the one written by yours truly, Jason Hewlett. Thank you very much, man. And you know, we talk when we go and do our events together, we talk about, don't forget your promise. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Well, Heidi and I, when we would do the events, which is like the first event is uh, like the don't freak out. And Heidi would do such a great job of just explaining to people why you don't want to freak out. And so all of our people that are in the audience make the promise not to freak out. And then when we went and started doing events, I'm like, well, let's just remind people, don't forget your promise yeah. to your kids that you're going to show up. You're going to do these things because if you want them to exhibit a certain behavior, you better as well be doing that yourself. Otherwise, you're going to be the worst type of hypocrite asking them, texting them, get off your phone while laying in bed while you're laying in bed texting. Brutal. <laughs> Been there, done that. But yeah, it's a, it's a powerful thing to be able to... to uh, really, if, if you want to up your self-confidence, just make and keep some promises to yourself. Oh, yeah. If you want sure. to ramp up on a on on your confidence that's the fastest way is to just be like i am going to do this that i promised myself last night when i was motivated i'm gonna i'm gonna keep this promise tomorrow well i mean isn't that i mean the 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 to-do list and the goals that's what you wrote down but until you check it you didn't fall through with that promise right and it's the checking the box it's like okay that's the boost of self-confidence i like that thank you i appreciate that that was really good all right, you guys. Well, you guys know the deal. Follow us on social media, YouTube, Instagram. Unfortunately, we're not active on the Facebook anymore. <laughs> I apologize to our listeners that uh, love Facebook. Just, I don't know, for some reason, we just, we've just we only focused on Instagram. And um, I don't know if I could ever do TikTok, to be totally honest with you. I, I, know, I know we're supposed to. Everybody's telling me to do TikTok. We should be dancing. I, 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 I may need, you know, Jason over here to do TikTok. <laughs> Maybe someday we'll do TikTok, but as of right now, just Instagram and YouTube. And as always, you guys, thank you for helping us to light the fight. Nice. Great stop. How long was that one?
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 